Thank you to our sponsor for season two, Punto Space. The contemporary raw space combines capacity with intimacy. Four distinct spaces on three levels encompass more than 3,500 square feet. Custom configurations, a state-of-the-art audio-visual system, and full-service support provide endless possibilities for realizing your creative vision. Welcome to Currency Shift, the podcast where we showcase and share insights from first, only, and the disruptive. These are people who are creating new lanes and carving new paths for women, people of color, and diversity and inclusion. My name is Shade Simone. Let's get started. All right, we have Amadeus in the house. What up? No, peace yes. and blessings, Queen. Cheers, Cheers to, you. to you. Cheers to take a, a great uh, season. Take a little sip. We'll take a sip. Look, I'm talking. I ain't even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's refreshing. <sighs> you like that? I love it. The, the cup is so fancy. Rose gold. I should have bought rose gold today. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good. I like the bright orange. Yeah. We, we got we all lively and bright here today. Yeah. Uh, Amadeus, it is a pleasure to have you in the studio and a part of season two. Thank you. Uh, would you do us a favor and tell us about yourself? Awesome. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here in a part of season two. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Amadeus, uh, multi-platinum bad boy hitman producer, uh, CEO of Platinum Boy Music Inc., a musician, uh, music director, and tour drummer for Trey Songs, um, Dre's nightclub resident drummer, uh, motivational speaker, educator, father, king, brother, uh, nephew, cousin, <laughs> friend. All around great human. Yeah, yeah. So that's me. That's me. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So you're doing a lot, you know, from being in the industry, working out in Vegas, handling a lot of um, artists and producing albums. But let's take it all the way back. Gotcha. All the way back to the beginning. When you were younger, what were some of your childhood aspirations? You know, I had a lot of energy. Um I was a class clown, always was one that deserved or felt like I deserved all of the attention. Um, it's probably at the wrong times <laughs> uh, as a youngin, so I just probably had to figure out, you know, right place, right time. Um, but just growing up, I just loved making people feel good. I loved making people laugh, loved being the light of the room, um, and loved music, obviously. Um, I loved sports, uh, loved going outside, which was kind of forbidden, you know, growing up, so because of the area and, 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 and where we grew up, you know, so going outside was like a real privilege. Uh, so I was appreciative just to be able to do that. Um, but that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Um, music, 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 music. I didn't know that I would be a musician. I didn't know I would be a record producer. Um, but you know, this is where I'm at today, but the start of it definitely started home. You know, my parents, very spiritual parents, Mm -hmm. um, sacrifice sent me to Catholic school, from first grade to high school. Um, and in fourth grade, I was able to learn a musical instrument, and that instrument was drums. Now, the funny story about it is I wanted to learn how to play the saxophone and the trumpet. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, growing up, man, you get sick, like, moms and pops don't let you stay home. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to figure it out. You're going to go, boy. <laughs> For some strange reason, the day that we were allowed to choose our musical instruments we wanted to learn, she allowed me to stay home. Oh, wow. 
right? So I stayed home, you know, felt better the next day, went to school the next day, got there. All of the spots for the saxophone and the trumpet were taken. Mm. Only two left was the violin and percussion. Now, I'm from the Bronx, (laughs) (laughs) from 169th Washington Avenue, where they call that the Nine. I tell you what I wasn't going to do. And I was in fourth grade thinking this way. <laughs> I wasn't going to be walking through the hood with a violin. <laughs> so I didn't even know what percussion meant. Mm-hmm. I just was going to go with that. I, said, I couldn't even say it. Let me go with percussive. Per, 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 uh, that. You know, went into the class the following day and learned that day in that moment that it was everything that had to do with rhythm. Mm. Um, drums, xylophones, kungas, bongos, cowbells, you know, all these different things. And, um, you know, the teacher started the class. Sat down on a drum kit. Just kind of wanted to get a feel of everybody to see what everybody can do, what everybody is capable of. Played the pattern. Went around the room to see, you know, who was ever, who else was able to play the pattern. For some reason, I played the pattern. Right? Mm-hmm. Did it again. Played the pattern again. Yeah. Did it again. And he's like, you ever played drums before? And I'm like, no. Nah. So okay. Well, you know, I think we, I think we got something here. Um, <laughs> and the fact that everybody thought I was so cool. <laughs> Because I was playing, like, all of the patterns that he was playing, and it was, like, in fourth grade, becoming the man, like, Antoine plays the drums. And that was yeah. my, you know, that's my real name. Antoine plays the drums. And all the girls kind of, like, crying around. I'm like, yeah. Can, I think I need to take this, this seriously, man. And, you know, um, you know, so that's how it started, and I, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with drums at an early age. Mm-hmm. I went all through school, um, all of the different bands, jazz band, ensemble, marching band, you know, quartet, orchestra, all of the different things. And, um, you know, that was pretty much the start in the music for me. So talk to us a little bit because you're from the Bronx, Mm -hmm. right? So tell us about what it was like growing up during that time period and really discovering that you love the drums and that you're actually good at it. Tell us about, like, what that environment was like in the Bronx at that time. It was tough. New York. It was tough, very tough, uh, very challenging. Um and, you know, and I mentioned earlier in the story about how going outside was a privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my mom was, you know, I hope she don't get mad at me. For, she was kind of scary, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and back then I didn't know what that, you know, I didn't I didn't understand why she was like that. You know, I what, just wanted to go play. What year is this? Oh, uh, man. Just to put, give I'm context. I'm 38 now. And how do you, how old are you in like fourth grade? Let me see, my daughter's six. She's in first. Seven. You know, I was, was that nine, ten? Mm-hmm. You know, way around there. So about nine or ten. Uh, and I loved basketball. I loved basketball. Mm-hmm. I loved baseball. I didn't like football because I felt like you get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved basketball. I loved baseball, and I just wanted to go outside and do whatever. Uh, my father was the lead of the Cub Scouts back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on Saturdays, that was like an opportunity for us to get out and do the different sports and be a part of that Cub Scout thing. Um, but yeah, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough, you know, and tough meaning drugs, um, uh, violence shootings, uh, gangs. You so it sounds like this is more into the 80s. Yeah. A little bit yeah, later. Yeah. Okay, got it. You know, so just tough, man. And I didn't get it. I just wanted to be a kid and enjoy it. And, you know, from my parents was like, no, we need to make sure you're okay. We need to make mm-hmm. sure you're all safe. You're safe. You know, so school was it for me, school and church. Mm-hmm. And then that Saturday where I got a chance to be outside and be a part of my dad with my dad at the Cub Scouts. And then maybe we went out for family day. That was really that was really much it. So only my social life was ma- was mainly in school, you know. Um, and that sucked because how much how much you know how much can you really be social in school? You yeah. got lunchtime, <laughs> and then it's the outside thing, which is like a half hour, and that's all you really pretty much got. So it, it was it was it was very difficult. So I'm just glad that um 
you know, I had a musical outlet, an outlet that I can go between church and music uh, that kept my attention, that allowed me to do something that I loved uh, doing until I was able to be able to, you know, adapt in the real world. So after high school, right, you become this rock star within your school system, mm-hmm. right? Everybody knows Antoine. Do they know you as Amadeus yet? or is it Yeah, yeah, I got the name. Yeah, they, yeah, I was using the name. I didn't love it. It's funny because I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but it was like, okay, I think it sounds cool. Where did it come from? Um, So in first grade, they forced us to watch the movie. Okay. Right? And in the movie, I, like, I loved it. Like, I, I realized that we were the same. Have you seen the movie yet? I haven't seen the movie. You you guys must see the movie. Go see Amadeus, the movie. You, you, you have to see it. And we were so we were similar in so many different ways. He was mm-hmm. a clown. I was a clown. He was very talented. I was talented. He loved music. I loved music. He loves women and chased little young girls all over the place. He was young. Uh, <laughs> had, to be, had to make that clear. He was young, so he was chasing girls his age or older women. And I was the same. So I'm like, we got a lot a lot in common. So fast forward, you know, I was I was trying to do the rap thing. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go to speed through that. That's part of the story. <laughs> uh, I was trying to do the rap thing. And guess what my name was? My name was A Boogie. A Boogie. Boogie Down Bronx. Like, okay. you know? Got and it. everybody was in tears. Everybody was laughing. Everybody had all kind of jokes and everything. <laughs> and now, you know, we're in 2019. <laughs> And we got an A boogie with the hoodie, and he's popping in. He's, like, from 10 minutes from where I grew up at. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, moral of the story, do you, be you, no matter what people say. (laughs) So moving forward, yeah, so that's that's pretty much how I got the name. Um, And the more I heard people say it, it just sounded powerful. And I know where the name come from, and and I know the work that he put in. So it's kind of like me saying, yo, I want to be the hip-hop, R&B, pop, you know, new age Amadeus. So that's how the whole name came came about. All right, so... After you have your name, so you're solidifying your identity, mm-hmm. you have the skill sets because you're doing everything. You're in marching band, you're mm-hmm. in jazz, you're at church. So at what point after school, what were your next steps? Trying to figure it out, like really take it seriously and really become a professional music producer. Because I was doing it in high school. Like I was in, in high school, you know, making beats and going to the studio and doing stuff like that. I actually got my first placement with Foxy Brown. Uh, while I was in high school. So mm-hmm. I started early and I was focused. And, 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 you know, when the summer come around and everybody's trying to go to, to the pool and, yeah. and Harlem and 125th Street and all <laughs> that and Grant's Tomb and Rucker, you know what I'm saying? Kingdom. I was like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the room. <laughs> I'm going to be in the lab. I'm going to be cooking up. And so I done lost friends. I done lost girlfriends. Oh, you want to do that? We can't go out to dinner. We can't go out <laughs> to the movies. You want to sit there and make beats all day? You had that same outfit on yesterday when I came over and you got it on today. You know, so I was like extremely focused. So I, you know, I've, I've attained, obtained uh, success at a young age. Um, growing up the way I grew up, I wouldn't say I wasn't poor, no way near poor, because at the end of the day, my parents were financially stable, but the finances went to towards education. Mm-hmm. So when, I, when I'm when i asking for the Jordans yeah. and I can't get them, then I'm thinking I'm poor. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm thinking <laughs> we're poor and not knowing that, no, this money, that this $500 is going to your tuition every month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a kid. I don't know that. I just want the Jordans. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. want, I want those boss jeans. I want the Parasucos. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wasn't able to have those, what I can, what I call the final things of life. So it's funny when I first got my, you know, first check, I went nuts. Like nuts. I remember going to 34th Street to the Foot Locker and just saying, I want all of these sneakers right here in a size 10 and a half. Never what? forget it. Oh, yeah, I went great. Really? Oh, yeah. 
all these, and then it was, I think it was a dude, it was a girl or a dude, there was a dude helping me, and he thought it was a joke. <laughs> I said, nah, for real. He's like, yo, man, I'm not going to get all these sneakers, man, and you make me, you know. I said, nah, just, just, I just want to make sure they fit, we good. So he blew me off. Female comes up, and she looks at me, put her hands on her hip, and was like, listen, <laughs> you sure? I said, yeah, I just want to you know, make sure they fit, boom. Brings them all out, try on one. I said, yeah, let's wrap this up. And she's like, yeah, it's like 15, 20 pairs sneakers. Let's wrap this up. Goes up to the register, swipe the card. The dude is in the back like, because <laughs> you know they get commissioned. Yes. <laughs> He's in the back like, and I was like, told you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I, bring, I say that, you know, I don't, I don't brag about that. I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moral to the story. And it's like I sat down, he was doing taxes that year, and then he told me what I made, and I was like, who made that? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is what you made this year. You did a very great, very successful year. And I'm like, but where did it go? Yeah. Then <laughs> I just thought about all those moments, all those store visits, all those mm-hmm. dinners, and all those late night studio orders, and and it was and it was something I had to go through because I had to get that out, you know. And what? So is this still when you're grinding it out after high school? Yeah, yeah. This is like fresh out of high school. Okay. You know, I'm I'm going to college. I went to Mercy College in White Plains for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> a month and a half. I went there, I was getting up every day, and they're teaching me about rocks, and we're doing math. <laughs> and one day I just walk out of the classroom, and they're like, Mr. Thompson, I'll be, I'll be right back. Went straight to the dean's office, and I said, I want to see the studio. Mm-hmm. And did you ever see the studio? No, I've seen the studio. So once he's done, okay, let's take you to see the studio. Went to see the studio. The studio was the most vintage... Not vintage in a good way. Oh, okay. <laughs> vintage in a bad way. Just horrific. My little living room setup mm-hmm. was better than that. So I looked at him and I go, that's the studio? And he's like, yeah. So I, my second question was, so when am I going to get in here? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you know, I know, you, you know you're know, you in for like music business and music production and engineering. You know, that's not going to happen until your junior year. Mm-hmm. And I'm a freshman. Wow. So, I'm, so you're telling me I have to wait three years to learn this right here? He's like, yeah, that's how it goes. So I go... I think today is going to be my last day. Mm. Went back to his office. He's like trying to convince me. He's like, no, I know you signed up and I know everything's yeah. going to be okay. And I was like, I got to do this now. Like right now. That is a great testament to you know? how once you figure out your purpose and your drive, is like you don't go against it. Mm-hmm. Right? You go toward the things that are going to develop you more within right. it. Right. So that's huge. That's commendable for you being able to reclaim your time yeah. and walk away from waiting three Listen, years. It was frowned upon now. Yeah. Like I didn't By your parents, all right? my parents, yes. my pastor, my friends. <laughs> like what do you like a Purdue? Like what? Like what my mother didn't even know what a what a, what is that? You know, and I'm like, trust me. Mm-hmm. No, you, you're not going to be sitting here all day and this and this and that. And I'm like, listen, ma. Because, you know, I was playing at the church as a musician. Mm-hmm. Get my little money here and there. It wasn't crazy, but it was enough to say, here, my here's towards the light and gas. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm making beats all day, so I know I'm running up that electric bill. Here. So I was like, ma, if I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the hair money, <laughs> it's legal. It's from the church. Mm-hmm. Let me do me. Whether you understand it or not, let me do me. And they, they did just that. And then. You know, here I am today, man. So, it, like you said, it's, it's you believe in yourself. You know what you have. Yes. You put in the work, um, and you just go. You know, you never give up. You know, a lot of like I've heard a lot. I heard a lot, and and I heard a lot from the closest people to me. And it's not a negative thing. It's just their reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, I I did this. This didn't work for me. He did that. That didn't work for them. And I just kept saying, I'm not them. 
Yes. I'm not you, and there's no disrespect. <laughs> but I know my gift. I know the gift that God has blessed me with. I'm I'm not fearful of it. I want to use it. I want to walk in it. I want to go get what's mine. And I I have a vision, and I know it's obtainable, and I want to go. So very, very lonely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very lonely. But it sounds like you just a hundred percent trusted yourself. Absolutely. Because at a young age, you realize this is how, this is what I need to do in order to be happy, Absolutely. but also successful. Absolutely. So let's touch on that. So after college, you say you chuck the deuces to the <laughs> dean and that whole college with the vintage, um, and you're back in with your mom. You're paying her. What what was the the turning point that really helped you take it to that next level? Um, you know, the first placement was Foxy Brown. Um, it was on the Cradle to the Grave movie and soundtrack. How did you meet Foxy Brown? Or how did that connection right. even happen? Right. So my cousin, uh, through marriage, was working at Interscope uh, alongside her brother. Her brother Anton Marchand was the head of A and R at Interscope Records. Mm-hmm. So I had took a meeting at the label with him, played him a bunch of music. He loved it. Uh, now Foxy is his sister So you know, it wasn't like he was working on a project He was just like man he got some dope music Go see my sister she's in the studio uh, tonight She's at Chung King um, Went up went to the studio Played her a bunch of music mm-hmm. She loved it she picked out what she liked She's like alright cool nice to meet you Boom I get a phone call the next day mm-hmm. From her brother and he was like yo man she wrote two songs uh, And I think one of the songs She wrote is going to be used in a movie That DMX is doing called Cradle to the Grave I'm like, yeah, right, that's cool. the one with Aaliyah and the yeah, vampire. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're doing that, right? And and um, she did another song. She did another song, Get Off Me. Now, this is funny because the song Get Off Me was a diss record. Mm. And she had a diss record towards Eve. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, I loved Eve <laughs> <laughs> with all of my heart. <laughs> like, loved Eve. Yeah. So I heard it. Everybody's in the room going crazy, and I'm like, Guys, <laughs> so what does that mean? Like, does this, this is mean like we got a problem with Eve? Does this is mean like I have a problem with Eve and Rough Rider? This is this is just about you and Eve? Like, how does this? I mean, I made the beat. How does this work? Like, I was scared to death. And talk about why you were scared a little bit though, because during I, that time period, yeah, I just felt on? like I I just got invited forcefully <laughs> into the beef. Like, man, so my beat. Because I had a sample, and it was, the sample, I had chopped it up to say, get off me. Mm-hmm. So she used that, like, as the vibe and how she wrote her verses. It was crazy. Some, 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 get off me. Mm-hmm. Like, Shorty said, like, how you catch a brick with Alicia Keys? And it go, get off me. And I was just like, <laughs> why is Alicia in it? Like, what What did she have to do with it? Did she have Jay in it? She talking about Ja Rule and, yo. And it's all these are all people that you aspire yo, to work yes. with. yes. But it's your beat that So I'm home, okay. Flex dropped it on uh, Hot 97. He's dropping bomb. New Foxy Brown. She's going crazy on Eve. Eve, you're finished. Like, and I'm sitting in the car, like, and everybody is mad high. Like, oh, Medeas, you made it. Like, you on, son. You good. And I was like, no, man. Somebody's going to pull up to my house. The whole Rough Riders with the scarves. <laughs> And the vest and the motorcycle is going to be outside my building yes. right now. Like, yo, son, you did the beat. <laughs> so, you know, and then, I, you know, some of the OGs are like, listen, man, it's cool. Mm-hmm. You're good. You're in the clear. This is between her and Eve. I know you made the beat, but it's ain't got just as long as you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> ain't got none of, and this, this is way before social media. This mm-hmm. is before internet. 
Like, so this is just straight re- radio like, and streets. It's like 90s. This yeah. is the 90s decade. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm Late saying? 90s, yeah. You know, so, yes. <laughs> that's that's how that came about. And uh, the soundtrack was just, just was monumental because first placement ever, you're in a movie, um, it's on a soundtrack. The soundtrack went gold. It sold 500,000 copies. So this is my first any and everything in mm-hmm. regards to producing, song placements, song out, name out, credits, Mm-hmm. Name in the movie credits at the role as it rolling it in, so I'm like, this is how I'm starting, mm-hmm. which is like pros and cons because it's like, man, okay, only up for here, right? You know, only up from here. But it's like the amount of pressure that came on me was just like it was tough, you know. So I took it in a positive light, but man, I'm like, okay, I can only go up from here. Like I only can, you know, now I'm just gonna sell this and and sell that and do that. So, but it was just a monumental moment, man, and just a, one of the first moments for me. Plaque hangs on the wall still to this day, um, and I'm appreciative, you know, of that moment. So after that moment, like, what was the next steps? Like, who reached out to you? Who, um, how did that transpire? Where you were able to work with people like J Lo right. and and Trey Songs? Like, how right. did how did that happen after after Cradle to the Grave? Or was there like a little drought period before no. it took off? See, I was a hustler. I was a hustler, and like I said, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have social media, so I had to get out there for real. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a problem with standing in front of labels. I didn't have a problem going and figuring out what networking event was happening. There was a lot of events happening back in that time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Album listenings and and studio this and studio that. All of the studios was open. Sony, Hit Factories, mm-hmm. Daddy's House, Chung King, Right, uh, right Track, Sound on Sound. Like in there, you can just pull up to the studio, you might see... Swiss in there, you might see DMX in there, like this is Mano, you might like J-Lo, you might, anybody could be in there, and it's like, you know, it's all about your hustle and what you're willing to do and, and not being afraid. Like, if I know, if I'm in SUNY working on a record and J-Lo is downstairs or Fab is over here, obviously you can't walk in the room, but right. you might hit the assistant engineer and be like, yo, man, just going in, you know, let him know there's a kid named Amadeus outside, he got some beats, he want to play, he's working on, because at the end of the day, if you're in the building, mm-hmm. you're doing something. Yeah, you can't just get in the building. So if he's in the building, it's kind of like a pass in a way where he's in the building, he's working with somebody. All right, mm-hmm. cool. That's how I got the tomato. That's how I got the fab. It's like, you know, I'm gonna play these beats, and then you know, some picked it, some didn't like it, some liked it, and that's how it got started. But the, the networking that I was doing was very powerful. We had we had Blackboard, Blackport, uh, Tomway, Two Port. I'm, I'm saying it all wrong. Tomport Two Way Pages, mm. and. It was like a little device that folded. It had, you know, buttons on it for you to type. Mm-hmm. And there was something on it called Beam. And basically, I can put my pager to your pager, and we can Beam and exchange these color, and exchange contact information. And mm. that was the cool, fun thing <laughs> to do. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'll see, you know, Fab or whomever and be like, yo, man, I'm a producer, man. Let me just, let's just Beam each other. It was fun. Yeah. So, like. I would exchange contact with a Fab or a Foxy or because it was cool to do. I'm in the building. I'm in the spot. I'm somebody. I do something musically. Yeah. Like you know, I said, I have access. And it, it'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and in a second, I, whatever contact information I have on myself would be in your phone and vice versa. Nice. And I would just go around the room not knowing who they were. <laughs> go home. Look at who contact I got. Reach out. My name is Amadeus. I'm from the Bronx. I'm. 16, I'm 17, I'm 18, I'm producing, I want to send you some music, mm-hmm. let's set up a meeting, and that's how I was. And, you know, you would get some yeses and you would get some noes. So I've created those relationships, maintained them relationships. I was sending people beats for months. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and just no, nah, it ain't ready. Nah, it's cool. Nah, 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 nah. Every week I have a new tent. Here, check these out. Check these fifteen joints out. No, 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 no. Oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Let me get that from a Lil Mo, you know, from a Cameron, from a, a Mike Jones, and these are all of the people, Papoos, that would work with me early on mm-hmm. before a real name was established for myself as a producer. I like that because you're you're touching on a few things that I think is important for the audience and the listeners is that you were persistent Mm -hmm. and you had no fear, but you are also you were sending beats to people for months before they said yes, because you were just maintaining that relationship. You were staying top of mind with these people, which is commendable because not a lot of people people think that. All right, I'll connect with this person. I'll send them my information. Oh, they don't res- they don't respond to me. They're right. not rocking with me. Let right. me just step off, yeah. cut you off, unfollow. Yeah, you know? and P- and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because oftentimes people allow their pride and ego to overtake them, and take it personally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I'm glad you mentioned that because it just reminded me of a story. I ran into a, a OG name. His name is Brian Leach. Brian Leach uh, was the vice president of VP of A and R at TVT Records. Years ago, when like Lil John and the Eastside Boys first came out, like Pitbull and like, but yeah. early on, right? Like the first album, yeah, Pitbull. yes, I, I missed that. Pitbull. Yes, he was mm-hmm. that was a great album, you know. So, I was taking meetings with him, playing them beats. I would call him every every week, every two weeks. I had beats, and what's let me tell you what's dope. What's dope was I ran into him uh, at the Barclays Center. So, this year, this year, ran into him at the Barclays Center. And he introduced me to, I think, his, his new A&R and a new artist that he has. And he said, and for those that don't know who he, he's responsible for now, he's responsible for the whole ASAP movement. Mm-hmm. So uh, Polo Grounds is his, is his label now, and he signed ASAP Rocky. So ASAP yeah. Rocky, ASAP Ferg, that whole movement is under his his label. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember him telling him, he was like, yo, I'm a dad. used to hit me every weekend, I mean every week, call my assistant, and say, yo, Brian, I got another 10 beats. I got another 15. I got another 20. Mm-hmm. And will come faithfully to my office and play me beats. And I'm talking about this is years, excuse me, years ago. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he remembered that and didn't frown upon it. Because some, some liked it and some didn't. Yeah. You know, I would get so, you know, you come, you playing me too, many, too much music, <laughs> yo. Like, yo, 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 bring me three joints. Bring me three of your hottest joints. And that's it. So I had those and I had those that would just listen. Because at the end of the day, in my mind as a musician, as a producer, if I'm coming, to, if you if you have Pitbull on your label, right, mm-hmm. and I'm coming to play your music with Pitbull, I don't know what Pitbull wants. Mm-hmm. He can want a ballad, he can want a mid, he can want an up tempo, he can want a sample, he can not want us. I don't know what he wants. You don't know what he wants. Mm-hmm. He don't know what he wants. To be real, yeah. you know, and that's no shot that sometimes artists don't know, and they can it can be triggered by what you play. Yes. You know, so as the producers, we have a very important job. You know, I always say we create the blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know, I come into the studio, you have nothing done. I say, listen to this, right? Mm-hmm. You listen to these beats, these ideas, and then or you're moved by a track, you're moved by a beat. Okay, I like this. What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. That track made you feel a certain kind of way that puts you in the mood. You could be pissed, you could be angry, you could feel sexy, you could light a candle, you get champagne out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now there's a concept. But you didn't get a concept until you heard the track, right? So you it's had to the see what the you, you, had to, you know you had to see what the blueprint was to get the vibe and the vision and the idea. Now you have an idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it sounds beautiful. Like you had your early start. 
You found out exactly what you want to do at right. early age. You're making connections. You're hustling and out here. But let's talk about the struggle. Yeah. Let, oh, let's, yeah. let's dive into that yeah. a little bit about, like, when times were rough. Right. Like, talk to us about the music industry from your perspective and right. your experience of how you handle tough situations and right. what type of tough situations did you encounter. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. So, the Foxy Brown situation, right? The first placement, right? That came with a lot of challenges. Um, what happened was she has another brother named Gavin Marchand, uh, and he was more of the creative brother when it came to her musically. He was always in the studio with her, yeah. what write with her, what help her pick beats, that whole type of thing. Genius, that what he does. Um, so when this record came about for the for the Cradle to the Grave soundtrack, um, and the song was released, the song had said produced by him and myself. Mm. We never discussed it. We never talked about it. We never talked. Um, and, you know, being that she was signed to Def Jam at the time, uh, their the relationship with Def Jam, her and her brother was, was like, you know, was was, was tough, was tight. Mm-hmm. You got this young producer, new dude, nobody knows, you know, me. I don't know them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's me against them. So he goes in and says, yeah, I produced the beat with Amadeus. You know, boom, 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 says what he says. Next thing I know, I'm calling to figure out where the check is. Half of the check is cut. Mm to him you know what i'm saying and this is the first situation so this is how you know so as as much and i'm glad you brought that up as a as such of a uh, as much of a monumental moment it was it came up with a lot of negativity uh so i had to figure out who to talk to how to get to them who was responsible for the project who was the a&r who was the a&r admin a&r admin meaning who handles the business the paperwork who cuts the checks at the labels i had to figure that all out on my own Mm. Uh, and I was married at the time, uh, so it was just me and my wife at the time trying to figure it out, like, who was what. She was making phone calls. I was making phone calls. I'm sending emails. He's, in, he's sending emails. And we finally got a hold of someone, and I'm like, wait, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. You know, so the this what what, what sucked was the credits was out. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the movie and on the album, I went and found out the credits read what it was by going to buy the CD at FYE. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to show you how long ago this yes. was I was in FYE Bought the CD Opened it up And it said Produced by Gavin Marchand And I'm a dance And I'm like Wait what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when the movie You know the movie credits roll Said the same thing um, So obviously I couldn't change that um, And I was ob- only able to get the second half Of the producer fee um, That was set at that time And you know um, I want to say a learning experience But not really Because it was beyond my control you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any power there. He had power to Def Jam, and it is, it is what it is. Um, so that was one thing that I went through. Very angry, very upset. Um, you know, when you work so hard mm-hmm. and 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 blood, sweat, and tears, man. I, I had a fan on, <laughs> you know, in the studio, man. I'm making making beats in my underwears because it's so <laughs> hot, man. Like with the TV right there and the couch right behind me and the plate pin set up, like like you know, blood, sweat, and tears, man. To to not be properly compensated you know what i'm saying and i was i was angry about it for a long time but um you know i'm in a, i'm obviously in a better place now about it uh everything happens for a reason and i always say comma comma's comma um so that's one thing um and just as a producer as a musician i think the challenge is is staying relevant mm. is 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 mad is, is is mattering like you know just do you matter and and that's and how you make that happen is just to is to always be consistent always be persistent um, and always remain creative and be willing to grow and change and adapt to 
whatever the circumstances are or whatever the environment is, you know, just moving from equipment to the technology that we have today, the way business is done back when I started to nowadays to the internet. Now, now you have social media. So all of these things that I didn't have growing up and coming up as a producer, it changed. And now it's like, how do you adapt? So now I have have social media now, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. questing followers and, you know, contacting and, and being in touch with fans and, it's it's dope. So I think, you know, to be I've been in it for eighteen years now. Um, so to be still in the game is, is a blessing. To be still relevant and still and still successful is a blessing. And you just like I said, you just gotta be willing and able to adapt to, to the now. And it's it's not just about me, it's yeah. about growth. It's about, you know, finding the new producers and the younger producers and 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 them teaching me what's mm-hmm. going on and what the what the vibe with is the and what the trends and, yeah. and then me teaching them, okay, this is how you handle business, this is how you do that, the old school way, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then just kind of merging the two. So talk to us a little bit about, like, your mental health, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're you're juggling a lot with the music industry. You have a family, mm-hmm. happy belated birthday. To thank you, thank you. But it's like you have your hands in a lot of pots. Right. Right. And then you do a lot of traveling as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. So how do you keep your mental health right. at balance and it, like happy? Really so, taps into spirituality. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I can only speak for me. For me, you know, everybody can have a different answer. But for me, it's, it's spirituality. Um, and I was, you know, I, I was taught in, in, in a certain way. I, I grew up a certain way. I grew up in a, in a certain type of environment, in a certain type of household. So, you know, I, I had it as a youngin. Um, and you know, when you grow and you become an adult, you know, you have to tap into those things that you were taught, you know, from your parents, from church and from my pastors and, you know, different things. It's like, it's one thing to sit in church or, you know, or your parents to teach you different things, morals and values, mm-hmm. and you're hearing it and you're just kind of going in one ear and going out the other. And, you know, but it's a whole nother thing is when you're, when you're challenged and then you have to go back to those things that you were taught. Mm-hmm. pull them out of your pocket, wipe the dust off, <laughs> you know, and, and, and really apply it to life, you know. Um, and that's, I, will, I would say that's what has sustained me, my spirituality, my my relationship with God. Um, and I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm far from, far from, far, far, far from perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't try to be perfect. I don't try to be, you know, this perfect being because, you know, I, I'm not, you know, and, uh, and at the end of the day, none of us are. Um, when you when you realize that and you accept that, you know, you live. You live the best life you can possibly live and you just be you and you just do you. Um, so that, that plays a very important part. I feel like family family as well, um, to have a support system. It doesn't have to be a large support system. It could be one person. It could be yeah. two people. It could be three people. Um, it's not about having an entourage. And I learned that too. You know, I was taught, I heard the phrase, you know, travel light, travel far. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here. We're doing like an interview. I'm, I'm, I'm dolo. You travel know, go, light, travel far. Travel light, travel far. You know, I learned that the hard way. I was on a roll one time. I'll tell a quick story. We was in Atlanta. Puff had a um, a party in Atlanta. And I took a few of my band members and some of the crew. And Puff had pulled up in a, I didn't even know it was him. He pulled up in an SUV. And I'm trying to see how far he is. And he's texting me and saying, I'm there. And I'm like, where? So he rolls down the window. I don't know why he did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. He's right here. Just walk this way. Walk this way. The whole, everybody sees him. Now the whole crowd starts following him and, like, you know, kind of crowds the truck. So now the truck is going into the gates. That's where the club is. So I'm moving, you know, towards the direction of the truck. My band members are back there. Told my, like, looking, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what are y'all doing back there, man? I'm over here. Let's go. 
Moral of the story is, the truck gets behind the gate. <laughs> I'm there in front of the gate. These dudes are back there behind a ton of people. Mm. Pop's like, yeah, let, get get him and him, him and his peoples in. So the dude is opening up the gate. They're all the way back there. Mm. I can't leave them. That's I'm personally now you could. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not that guy. I'm yeah. not. I, we came together. We, st- we stick together yeah. then. So the type of pissed. <laughs> The the airful they heard from that moment all went to the hotel was crazy. Mm-hmm. Where were y'all antennas? <laughs> Where were y'all, man? You, know, you saw the people, bro. We like, nah, man. You be with me, hip, <laughs> right by my hip. Now I'm missing the party. I know it's crazy. I know it's monumental. And y'all would have been with me, so y'all would have been good. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, you know, I'm a hip. I'm a bad boy hitman producer. So I'm part of the team. Like, yeah. you know, y'all good, man. We in Atlanta. I don't really go out like that. Yeah. I don't go out unless unless it's right. Yes. Section, we good. We ain't got to deal with the line. Boom, boom, boom. If it, any of that, I'm, I'm home. I'm in the room. I'm in the hotel. I'm home. I don't, I don't need none of that. Mm-hmm. Yo, pissed. So in that moment, travel light, travel far. I have no problem going in. I go to Vegas every weekend by myself. I walk in the club by myself. <laughs> I leave by myself. Yo, I want to walk into. Send me your names. <laughs> Put it on the guest list. list. You be here that time. See you inside, my brother. Yes. Like. Travel light, <laughs> travel far. But say it one more time for the people. Travel light, travel far. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. So with um, with the podcast, Currency Shift, our main focus is helping people understand social currency. Okay. And what social currency is, is building social networks mm. to gain access, influence, resources, and networking in the digital space Copy. that affects a person online and offline. That is dope. So with you, you have about 36.2 thousand followers on Instagram, okay. heavily used. You have a great Facebook following, Thank great you. Facebook page. Like how has uh, social media influenced and empowered you when it comes to connecting and networking and opening doors? It's the key today for me. Um so many opportunities have come through, you know, uh, social media. And I remember, like, people having to beg me to join. Like, I wouldn't. I joined Twitter. My boy had, my boy, uh, my brother, he's actually my son's godfather. His name is Steve, Steve Styles. He was like, yo, man, you need to get on Twitter. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> like, for what? He's like, nah, man, you like you got fa- you got fans out there, people that connect with people that love your music. I'm like, me? He's like, you. And I never forget it. And I, you know, I was like, whatever, man. And I, I got joined, and I really liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it. I love, I love the engagement. You know, that you can kind of talk more with, with people on Twitter. Twitter's kind of like that more of the platform where you can kind of have converse back and forth. So I liked it. Instagram came out. I was like, hell no, nah. because <laughs> my thing was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a faithful man. I, don't, I ain't with the nonsense, man. I ain't mm-hmm. with the nonsense. I ain't with the drama. Mm-mm. I said so, and and the vision that I saw, or that I got, the idea that I got for Instagram was just uh, women and everybody's trying to be naked and yeah. this and this and that. And I'm like, you, you gotta prove. No I don't want no <laughs> problems, big fella. None, <laughs> zero problems, big fella. None. So I'm like, nah, man. Like, prove to me this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Twitter, I was rolling with. Instagram took me a long time, like a long time. So I remember, like, you know, my boy having an account, and I'm scrolling. And I'm like, look. Mm-hmm. Everything is women now. Not knowing that he's he following yeah, them, yeah, he inviting that. Yeah, man. Life. I'm like, oh, okay, so there's an option. This is oh, okay, cool. All right, cool. So 
you know, he convinced me, and then, you know, long story short, I, I joined in, and I, I, I love it, man. I love it. Um, You know, the anything in life is about how you do it and how you use it. Anything, any situation, any opportunity, any anything is about how you do how you do it how, and what you do with it. Um, so I've learned to to make it work for me. All the artists is on there. All of the managers is on there. Mm-hmm. All of the labels is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just ways to connect. You know what I'm saying? It's ways to connect. You know, majority of the artists have emails on there. So it's like there's times where, you know, I spend days just researching. Days. Days and hours just researching artists. Who's working on what album and who's the manager? Who manages that person? Who's the contact for that person? You know, because it might not be the artist directly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I might DM Meek and Meek and he's never looking at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so there's there's like a schedule that I'm on where it's just not about creativity. It's not about just being in the studio all day making music. It's like, okay, you can make music all day and they can sit in your computer. If you don't have yeah. nobody to send it to, what's the point? Exactly. So you got to split up and balance it all out to make sense for you. So social media is, is amazing. It's an amazing platform. Uh, frowned upon at first, at first, but I love it. It, it, it works it's, it's a way to access immediately versus how I came up where I'm standing in front of labels and buildings and studios and, you know, waiting for somebody to walk past, almost getting beat up by security. Like, <laughs> I can sit home in my comfort of my home and in my underwears <laughs> and type and push. And, and next thing I know, I done had a conversation with Meek and his, pe- and his team and J-Lo and her team. And it's all there. You know, and I think people don't really take advantage of the access that they have, you know. I always get a question, you know, how did you connect with this? How did you do that? I'm, how did you do this? How did you do that? And I'm like, yo, everything you need That's right there. is at your fingertips. I didn't have the internet. Yeah. You have the internet as a musician, as a producer coming to me to say, how do I get to trade songs? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> it's right there. Mm-hmm. Now, whether he responds or not is on you. But then it goes to consistency mm-hmm. and being persistent. You can't try two times, ten times and quit. Mm-hmm. I sent the game, the artist from from Compton, sixty beats before he picked one. Mm. Sixty, not at one time. I know, so so producers <laughs> out there, don't go put no folder of fifty beats. <laughs> it, it will it will get tossed in the trash immediately. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, never. I was sitting ten, 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 ten. Right, so I got up to sixty, and you know, and I'm human, mm-hmm. so I'm like, yo, man, I'm sending you all this music. Yo, bro, I didn't hear the one. That's the exact words. Yo, bro, I didn't hear the one. I was like, all right, well, I just finished this new batch, man. I'm going to send it through. He's like, all right, I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Send it through. An hour later, found the one. You know, so it sounds so cliche. I know for everybody that's listening, like, oh, boy, here we go. Nah, man, this is real life. Like, mm-hmm. everything I'm doing, everything that I've accomplished, everything that I'm working towards, working on, was once an idea, was once a thought. And it's about the work and it's about the action that I put in night and day, you know what I'm saying, to get to where I'm where I'm at. And I'm where I'm at, you know, 18 years later, producing for over 90 artists, plaques on the wall, residencies, toured the world with Trey, still going. And I still have that same hustle mm-hmm. and that same hunger for it. Like, I'm still on the computer. You know, I don't got no publicist. I don't got no manager. I don't. This is me. Yeah. This is me. And most people say, well, I need a manager. I need. It's cool to have one. It's a blessing. I mean, let me let me rephrase that. Yes. It's a it's amazing to have management and a team and people that surround you that do different things. But you you talking to a king that's known mm-hmm. for just doing his own thing. Yes, I'm the one on the computer saying, "Well, who's that? Who's this interview? This thing? This you know?" If you look at my social media, like you said it, like there's, there's a lot of movement mm-hmm. between Vegas and music and 
and interviews. That's all me. Me. My email's going out. Say, oh, this is what you're doing. And you, and, and, and you got to be humble, man. No matter how dope you are, how great you are, how talented you are, how successful you are, always remain humble. You know how many people don't know me? And I'm okay with that. Right. Because when I send you the media kit, it's a nice introduction without me saying a word mm-hmm. that just lays it all out on paper for you. And somewhere, somehow, some way, one record is going to connect. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a record, whether it's a song, whether it's an interview, whether it's a, a show. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did that show at in London on this date with Trey? I was there. That was you on the drums? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you got to be able to work, man. You got to be able to, you know, make it work for you. So I'm so glad for this platform, and I love the questions that you're asking because, you know, people don't pay attention to this type of stuff. People think it's all about me, you know, going in the studio, doing a song tonight, getting it mixed, and then putting it on the internet tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then shooting a video that same week. And then, <laughs> like, because everything is so fast yes. and everything is so obtainable. And you can do everything right now, right in front of you. Nah, man, I, I went and bought a beat machine that was 1300 that didn't come with no sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had great. to make sounds. I had to sample. I had to. So now you go get this right here, this computer. Mm-hmm. And you pay $400. And you go get Logic or Fruity Loops. And now they're saying, here's Fruity Loops. Here's the software. Here's 10,000 sounds. Go be a producer. I see why you're a producer. <laughs> I see why you're an artist. You can. This could be a studio setup right here. This podcast with, with the microphone, with the laptop, with this and this board right here. I can make a whole album right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do that back in the day. No. You understand? So, and that's why I'm sure you can hear the tone and the passion. You know, because it's like, yo, man, y'all ain't got no excuses. I want to hear nothing. Yes. Yes. You ain't come from where I come from. You know what I'm saying? And I know even the people that came before me had it harder than. Then I had it when I came up. You know what right. I'm saying? And it's like the opposite where the people that came before me had it difficult. I had it hard. And now, sad to say, you got it easy. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. <laughs> I like I like some of the points that you touched on, especially the part about being humble. Because a lot of people will get money, get fame, and just get gone right. from everything. And they get lost in that. And I think it's it's... It's good to say that remaining humble opens even more doors. Absolutely. Because now people see that you're grateful. They see that you're Mm -hmm. down to earth. They see that, oh, I want to work with you. Oh, you respond to these emails? Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have that hustle? I have that hustle too. Let's connect. So it's like good vibes when people are maintaining their their humility. Right. Right? No matter how much money they have in the bank. It's true. it's It's a picture that I have. I, I don't think I posted it yet. So I'm basically in the window, and I'm in the um, XM radio building. So I'm up on, like, like the 36th floor, and I'm looking down, right? Very simple picture, but so much meaning to it. And it's like, okay, you're up there. You're, on, you're, you're at the radio station. You're doing an interview. It's popping. You're dope. Good day. Cool. But I'm looking down. It's like, why would you be looking down? And then the, the point and the moral to that is because that's where I came from. Mm. And it's like, no matter... How successful you become, you gotta, you gotta have somewhere in your mind, somewhere in your heart, you gotta have that moment or that memory of like, yo, I know what it feels like, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I go to these artist showcases and listen to the new, listen to the talented and and, and the talent and and go give them advice and go give them a free track, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't, I, I was counting the other day, like, yo, man, I didn't give away for free, mm-hmm. like over a hundred beats, just to here, man, go do your thing. You know, here, Queen, go do your thing. You know, I got a ton of music that's just sitting on my computer. 
that nobody's picked, take it. And ain't just because it's sitting in the computer don't mean it ain't hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take it. You know, we got the you know, we, we had the music one on one college tour where we because no one taught me anything. No one said, Hey, I'm a dish, do this and you'll be fine. Don't do that and you know, you don't end up there. So so it's like why go through all that I went through for the benefit of myself to not help and share with others. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I went through this, I did this, make sure you don't do that. Don't do this, do that, use this for that. You know, so it's all about, like you said, being humble and, and giving and just giving. You know, tomorrow it could all change. Yeah, I, lo- I love what you do with uh, the college tour mm-hmm. and the music tour because essentially, like you said in the beginning, there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. You have everything at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. But just because you have everything at your fingertips doesn't mean you really truly understand how yeah. to take advantage of it. That is true. So that's why I'm excited about this podcast is because we're taking people like yourself who have made it and like, well, you're still making right, it. Right, 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 right. And helping to give back through audio and visual. Mm-hmm. Here's how I made it. Right. Here's what I went through. Right. But then here's also some tips and pro tips for you. Absolutely. So I love what you're doing with the Thank tour. Thank you so much. So talk to me about when uh, this is a situation. It's a hypothetical. You have mm-hmm. a post-it, right? Okay. One post-it, right? One post-it. You have to take all of your experiences from your mom and your two-parent household to your Catholic school to your your one month at Mercy. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that you've experienced throughout your life up to this point. Mm-hmm. And you have to put one piece of advice Man. on that post-it. What would that be? Wow. It's good. <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> T.D. Jake's moment right here now. <laughs> Man, you, you that's, take a sip of the yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me, yeah. Let me, let me, let me. Wow. So I don't want to just give no. I want to really like take that in. Um, whew. Wow. So many. It's so many angles. Right. Um. Choose that one angle that you think is like. The most powerful, even the advice that you've ever received, right, or something that you want to create as advice, right, based on what you've gone through. I'll say this: um, every night, right, we all dream. Um, what that dream is 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 it's on you. You know, um, it could be about a vision. It could be a, a a want, a need, and just the light in the situation. It could be a, a young lady you saw at the mall. It could be a young man you saw at the movie theater. But e- either way, we dream, right? Mm-hmm. And I wholeheartedly feel that our dreams is a vision of what reality is supposed to be. Mm. And I'm only speaking from from the positive side of that, mm-hmm. you know. And I want to be clear because obviously you can you can have dreams that you know someone died, you got dreams of someone passing. Yeah. You know, there was always a, a thing of if you lose teeth, that means you know some and then hurt, that means you, someone close to you will pass. So you have all these different things. Mm-hmm. So I want to be specific in what I'm saying. So I've dreamt of playing those stages. Madison Square Garden and, and arenas. I've dreamt of touring the entire world. I've dreamt it. Dreamt of 
producing records. I dreamt of plaques hanging on the wall. It wasn't a it wasn't a financial financial dream. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't know nothing about that. I just knew what I want the end result. Plaques, people around the world knowing my name, knowing my music. Um, so with that, like I said, I just feel like dreams are meant to be a reality. Um, so when you dream at night or during the day, you know, depending on when you sleep, <laughs> you know, and you wake up and you have an opportunity and you have breath of life, go after them. You know, go after them. Um, and it's going to be challenging and it's going to be tough. And it's going to be difficult and you're going to want to quit and you're going to want to give up. And you're not going to believe in yourself. You're not going to believe in the dream. Um, but you, but, but you're speak. You're hearing from someone that's living his dream. With mm-hmm. an S on the end. Excuse me. I'm living my dreams each and every single day. I deal with hardships. I deal with struggle. I deal with loss. I deal with defeat. I deal with being discouraged. I feel. I deal with financial struggle. Um, you know. I deal with a lot of different things because you you touched on something earlier. You said mental. How do you, how do you, and man, I, the only thing I can say is God. Because mm-hmm. how do I? I can't even answer. I can't even an- really fully answer that. I'm just moving and I'm just going and I'm just remaining prayerful and I'm just trying to keep as much positive energy surrounding me and within me and give off as much as I possibly can. Possibly, as much as I can possibly humanly can. Like I, you know, and, and I love that question. Um, so like I said, if to leave those listeners that you know if, if I had to leave one thing man just those dreams that you're dreaming is not meant to just be dreams it's not meant to be fake it's not meant to be when you wake up oh that oh this is not my life nah it's meant to have a vision it's meant that that vision is is inside of you is 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 like a child mm-hmm. you know obviously only women can create and i mean have have, have give birth to a child but our dreams are children that need to be nurtured, that need to be molded, that need to be taught, that need to be preached to, that need to be loved and fed. Mm. And when you do all of these things to that child, you know, it, it tends to grow up to be an amazing individual. Mm-hmm. And that individual is your dream. Ooh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So dreams are your reality, the Absolutely. way the reality should be. And Absolutely. go after them and chase them. All right, do you want a refill? On your champagne? You I'm good? good. Okay, I'm going I'm to pour some. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Because go ahead. we're about to do our speed round, which is um, one of my favorites outside of learning more about the guests. And so with the speed round, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Okay. And whatever comes to mind when you hear the question, you provide the answer. So it could be One whatever. word, a sentence, just quick. It could be quick. whatever. Like, I'm going to say it quick. I'm going to say the answer. I'm going to say the questions, questions quick. quick. Boom. But you know, if you got to take your time on some of them, do it. But you know. I want to be, I want, I want, I want to participate correctly. <laughs> you said a speed round. How's it with the yeah. boom? Yes. All right. You ready? All right. All right. Yeah, shake it. All right. What gets you out of bed? Passion. Favorite band, or group, or MC, or artist? Biggie. Favorite drink? Grandma Yay and Hennessy. Favorite role? Well, not favorite role models. President Obama. Luxury item. My car. Favorite food. Pizza. Favorite country to visit. London. Best way to give back. Time. Retirement place. Ooh. 
L.A. Cartoon. Ooh. <laughs> fast, 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 fast. Um. Rugrats. Drama. Would that would would Game of Thrones be that? It could be. Comedy. Eddie Murphy. What is happiness? Being at peace. Excellent. Is I don't know how it was excellent. I don't know. I could have been faster, <laughs> man. I'm kind of disappointed in myself right now. I'm like shaking the moon all around. They, well, they can say they get the camera on. They can see me. Yeah. They, I'm like, <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, shaking dog. Here. You know what I'm saying? All right. Is there anything you would like the listeners to know? Anything? Man, I, I think we've we've touched on a lot of great things, a lot of things that I've never really spoke about um, and really touched on. So I think, you know, we, we pretty much covered it all. Um Anything else you need to find out, you know, about me, man, he's on social somehow. <laughs> but um now I'm very happy with, with today's interview. Um, like I said, we definitely touched on some great topics. Uh, and you have to be really soul searching, man, and I don't get to really do that often. So I think it's a side of me that people um will will will, will enjoy um, you know, what was shared today. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you for being on the show. Had Thank tons you. of fun. Absolutely. Uh where can people connect with you? Uh on IG, I'm Amadeus. PBM, P uh, standing for Platinum Boy Music. So IG Amadeus PBM, uh, also on IG Platinum Boy Music. Uh, Twitter, producer Amadeus Amadeus spelled A M A D E U S. Uh, Facebook, I kind of suck on Facebook. I don't really know how to. I just post, <laughs> so I don't know how to like. I'm, I just learned how to tag. Um, I think I know how to share. <laughs> so you know, just if, if you want to watch, <laughs> go on Facebook, <laughs> but don't. Don't be disappointed if I don't respond. I'm much better on IG and Twitter. Just, just, just a disclaimer. Uh, but Facebook is uh, ain't, ain't Facebook personal? It's supposed yeah. to be. Like you have you have a personal page, but it kind of. I want to like turn to. I want to turn it into a, a fan page. Yeah, I gotta figure that. I'm gonna Google it and figure it out. See how I said that, y'all? Yeah. I'm gonna Google it <laughs> and figure it out. Self learning. Yeah, man. So yeah, let's 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 leave the Facebook out of it. My mom on there too. So yeah. you know, I be I be, I be trying not to curse on there and cuss and stuff. So Instagram so and yeah, Twitter. Yeah, Instagram and, and Twitter. Holla at me. All right. Pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to our sponsor for Season 2, Punto Space. The contemporary raw space combines capacity with intimacy. Four distinct spaces on three levels encompass more than 3,500 square feet. Custom configurations, a state-of-the-art audio-visual system, and full-service support provide endless possibilities for realizing your creative vision. Thank you for joining the conversation. To learn more about Currency Shift, go to currencyshiftnow.com. If you feel as though you fit the criteria as the first, the only, or the disruptive, send us an email, info at currencyshiftnow.com. Until next time, keep pushing, stay motivated, and stay encouraged.